Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, thank you so much for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show. We're continuing talking books and I've got a fantastic book with me. And the author is not a stranger to Chayefem. In fact, Eric Kruger was on the show a few years ago. Um, we spoke about his uh, first book, his debut actor, Nonverba. And Eric is back. And this after um, going through COVID, um, and this is what kind of popped out after COVID and it's dangerous. Be the threat to your threats. Eric, welcome. It's so lovely to have you back on the show. Nikki, thanks for having me. You know, and I say that it popped out after COVID because it's amazing, um, yeah, what developed. I mean, I can only imagine that you going through this process that so much of this was born during that. Am I right, Eric? Yeah, so the idea was actually born pre-COVID. And then the book was supposed to be out like uh, 2020-ish. And then yeah. the pandemic rolled around, obviously. And I think the, the pandemic just helped me to, in a way, consolidate a lot of what I was thinking about at the time. Because obviously, a big part of the book is about us being in survival mode. And during the pandemic, I've been in survival mode many, many times. And so I think the pandemic just gave me more empathy and more understanding for the process that I was already speaking about. Yeah, I hear you. So, so the title is Dangerous. Be the threat to your threats, which is so interesting because when when I hear the word dangerous, I think ominous, right? But you're saying yeah, sure. no. You're saying no, 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 no. There's something else there. Let's let's expand on that. Let's go there, Eric. So, you know, um, the idea for dangerous came out of a coaching session with a client. And essentially what happened is we were having this this big conversation about his life and him being in survival mode and then at some point I said to him you know when I look at you I think the reason why you've ended up in survival mode is because you've become harmless like where is what made you formidable where is the edge the bite like where like where's the energy the growth the risk taking I'm not seeing any of that you are harmless and he was like yeah that actually perfectly describes how I'm feeling and so we spoke about that for a while and right towards the end of the session, I said to him, well, you know, if you're not going to be harmless, then what will you be? And he said, dangerous. And the moment he said that, I was like, of course, like, like that makes so much sense to me. Of course, I want to be dangerous as well. Like we all want to be a little bit dangerous. We don't want to be stuck and complacent and in survival mode. And so since then, I've been exploring this idea. And what I came to realize is that we actually speak about being dangerous in a different context as well, where we say, you know, Chess and Colby runs into the field with the ball in hand and we say he's dangerous. And what we mean by that isn't that he's going to take a spanner or a gun out of his sock and like be a threat to someone in that way. What we mean is that he has a certain level of experience, skill, looking at the game that makes him formidable in that domain. And mm. that's really the kind of dangerous that I'm speaking about. Mm. Okay, so we're turning it on its head, really. We're looking at it from a completely different perspective. So let's first get an understanding of, you talk a lot about and you write a lot about this survival mode. What is survival mm. mode? I think we've all experienced what survival mode feels like. There's definitely a physical and a mental survival mode. So physical survival mode is when you are fighting just to get through to the end of the month. Uh, for businesses, it might be customers are drying up or uh, big changes are happening in the world around you. But then we go through this mental survival mode as well, where things might even be okay in your life at the moment, like you might be doing pretty well, but mentally you've become 
anxious. You've become reactive to the world and the things happening around you. You are fearful. You are always operating from the space of what if things go wrong? And if they go wrong, it's going to be catastrophic. And so what ends up happening is that because you're in this spiral, the things you do in survival mode just keep you in survival mode. Um, the interesting thing for me is that sometimes we know we're there because we go through a big threat, challenge like the pandemic, and it knocks you back into survival mode. And other times it can be quite difficult to know that you're there because things seem to be going okay. Like physically you're fine, but mentally you've actually slipped back. So, so let me break this down, Eric. So, so what I'm hearing you say is survival mode is, it's the state, it's this physical and mental state. Could you call it being in, a, in a, like a continual, m- mildly anxious state? It's like we've become used to feeling Definitely. that way. I mean, I think it come, can come in varying degrees. So is it almost like we are, our, our glass is half full without us realizing it? And so one little thing and we can just you know, boil over or flow over without us really realizing it. It's this, we, it's there, but we don't really know it's there. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, if I think of the times where I've been in survival mode over the past two years, um, it's very clear to me that like I'm waking up in the morning, I have no energy, I have no excitement, I have no enthusiasm for the day. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I don't know what to do next. Mm. And so it, it's become, that's what I'm saying in a way, I think, it's fortuitous that the pandemic occurred because it made me realize again what it feels like to be in survival mode and have the empathy for people who are there. You know, like, so many, many years ago, I was a physio. And one thing that a physio does is that if you go to the hospital and you, you've had a knee replacement, for example, you know, the physio gets you up immediately. Like you, you just come out of the, the operation, like you're still in pain and the physio gets you up and they say, let's go. And what often happens is like, as a physio, you forget that people are in pain and you forget what pain feels like and you forget what it feels like to be irritable. And so like, if the physio then gets sick again, all of a sudden they remember, oh, this is what it feels like to be sick. And Mm -hmm. it's not a good feeling. And so in a way, I think that's what the pandemic did. It's like, I've been speaking about survival mode, but being there just made me more understanding of what we were going through. Yeah. I'd say scarily that... So many people listening, Eric, are probably resonating with what you're saying. And I think many of us are going, oh, yeah, I'm definitely living in survival mode. So so you, you've decided to write the book, Dangerous, Be the Threat to Your Threats, because you're saying that connect with that part of you, that fire within you um, that you've labeled as dangerous. So we're taking the word dangerous and turning it around to, to go beyond the comfort zone or this mildly anxious or whatever it is and and be amazing once again is am i right yeah it's, it's quite simple to me you know survival mode is where you end up what gets you there is that there are these threats and these challenges in our lives yeah. and how you respond really matters and sometimes how you'll respond to a threat or to a challenge is that you'll be ineffective you'll be yeah. harmless you won't have what it takes to overcome that threat or that challenge and when that happens where do you end up in survival mode and mm-hmm. the alternative response is that when these threats pop up, that you become a threat to the threat, that you become a danger to the danger. And when you can do that, then you are dangerous. Okay, so let's break that down. How does one become a threat to the threats? And I know that this is quite a difficult question because you've written a whole book and I've asked you one sentence, <laughs> one question. But but just to, to, to bring some meaning and understanding for those who are listening, what does it mean yeah. to be the threat to your threats? 
Well, the way I think about this is that um, we have these three human capacities, the capacity to think, feel, and act. And ultimately, when you are in survival mode, um, there's a certain pattern that emerges, a certain way that you are thinking, a certain way that you are acting, a certain way that your emotions might be regulated during that time. Well, the same is then true for if you want to be dangerous. It's like you have to identify what the threat is, and then you have to ask yourself, well, how do I recalibrate how I think, feel, and act in order to become a threat to that threat? And it's like, it's as simple as that. It's also as difficult as that. Yeah. When, when we set goals, like I, I really think the methodology, it's not complex. It's not, it's not difficult to understand. But what we tend to do is that we set a goal for ourselves. And we think about the steps that we need to take in order to hit that goal. But we don't think about the obstacles or challenges that might get in the way of us achieving that goal. Yes. And it seems, it seems kind of weird to me, right? Um, like, even if you think of the SMART framework, like, I've, I've looked at many different goal-setting frameworks that all ignore that part of, of goal-setting. But, like, you have specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So it's good to know, like, these are the steps to get there. But what about the threats? What about the things that will get in the way? And the more you can identify those and analyze them and correctly assess them, the more effective your action will be off the back of that. Yeah, makes sense. So the identifying and analyzing them, are you doing that? Are you planning? Are you looking into the future and saying, the, this is what I'm fearful of because we're living in the what if um, and then doing it? Or are you, or do you eventually teach yourself to be able to navigate that as it's happening? I think it's a bit of both. Uh-huh. I think that because we'll always have threats that exist in the moment that we couldn't yeah. foresee. Yeah. And there will be threats that we could have foreseen if we just spent some time actually thinking about it. So I think it's both. When I, when I work with organizations, I get them to write down their top three goals. And then I say to them, well, let's identify the three or uh, the threats that surround each of these goals. And some of them are quite obvious and some of them aren't obvious. Some of them need some thinking time. But the thing is, if you have the thinking time and you have the thinking space, then you actually do get to answers. So um, I think it's both. Yeah. Okay. And, and probably, yeah, 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 I think it would be both too. Uh, so, so, Eric, once you've identified a threat, how, how do you become the threat to that threat? Ultimately, it's like, what does that pattern look like? So, where is the failure occurring for you? This actually comes from like cognitive behavioral therapy. When you think about it, they've always spoken about thinking, feeling, and acting. And what mm-hmm. you realize is that when you've become ineffective against a threat, it means there's a failure in one of those three areas. Yeah. So, from a thinking point, Point of view, you might be not assessing or analyzing the threat correctly. You might might not be planning correctly for how to overcome the threat. At an emotional level, your emotions might be erratic all over the show, um, or you might be operating from a very low state, like emotionally, you're just feeling depleted, um, not energized. Or from an, an action point of view, you are being ineffective because you don't have the skill, you don't have what it takes to overcome that threat. And so because of that, you end up failing. So I think that the easiest way to think about it is where is that failure occurring? And then what do I do to fix it? Hmm. Eric, we're going to take a break. And then after the break, we'll chat just a little bit more about the book. And then you can give us an idea of where people can go to get the book. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008. 
The DL Link Show on 101.9 Chai FM. I have Eric Kruger on the show today. He's an international author, keynote speaker, life coach, and founder of Modern Breed. We've had Eric on the show before. He spoke about his first book, Actor Nonverba, and this now his second, Dangerous, Be the Threat to Your Threats, which is an invitation to step out of survival mode and become a more formidable version of yourself. Um, And so Eric talks about this survival mode that many of us have found ourselves in, especially going through COVID, um, how it affects us physically and mentally. Um, And he says that really to deal with it is to become the threat to your threats that we set these goals um, and we never really look at the obstacles and challenges that can come our way um, in, in trying to carry these goals through to fruition. Um, and so Eric is just talking about identifying, analyzing what the threat is um, and finding the solutions to those threats. It's kind of finding your dangerous. It's like finding your 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 internal fire. So Eric, what, what are you hoping um, people are going to get out of this book um, once they've gone through it? You know, one of the biggest things that I've seen is that when I speak to people about this, that there's this moment where they go, I want to be dangerous again. <laughs> and it's like, yes, like that's that's exactly what I want. I want you to, you know, the book is so uh, simple in its message. Like the idea about being the threat to the threat, like once you get that, you get it. Then the question is just, what are you going to do about it? And my my hope is that it awakens that desire for people to be dangerous again. And they go, yes, actually, you know, I do have agency. I do have control. I can change things in my life. I can break this pattern of being in survival mode. I can break this pattern of being harmless. And that, you know, the book was even written in a way that it's like, it's quick to consume so that you can get through the book and just get doing something with it. Oh, brilliant. So where can people get their hands on it? It's available in exclusive books. Um, It just hit the business bestseller list uh, last week or early this week. So exclusive books, take a lot, loot pretty much everywhere where you can find a book. Fantastic. Eric, thank you so much. Thanks for coming onto the show. Great to hear about it hitting the bestseller list. That's awesome. Um, And just all the best. Take care. And I hope to have you on the show again with your next book, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. Eric Kruger, international author, keynote speaker, life coach, and founder of Modern Breed, Dangerous, Be the Threat to Your Threats. And really, it's a small book. You'll get through it very quickly. Um, And as Eric says, and it's so funny to use the word, you know, like lean into your dangerous. Um, But when you read through the book, you get an understanding of what dangerous is. And I can only describe it as really, it's like lighting that fire. Um, I don't know if you've had that Groundhog Day or just that feeling of another day or just that mildly anxious or how am I going to get through the day? And Eric's saying, you've just got to be the threat to your threats and connect with that and things will start to change.